ABC Radio Australia. Well, it's been a historic couple of weeks for women's rugby in Tonga as the country's first ever national female rugby 15s competition kicked off. It's a significant milestone in a long and bumpy road for rugby in Tonga, which has endured horrific cyclones, COVID-19 and last year's devastating volcanic eruption and tsunami. The competition's emergence is also being mirrored by a push to get more women into off-field leadership and executive positions. Nick Fogarty caught up with Tonga Rugby Union CEO Peter Harding, who spoke Spoke about the new competition's origins. When we started out, we kicked uh, kickstarted Tonga Rugby again in 2021. One of the main um, objectives was to to honour the world rugby's uh, aim for 40% participation of women in rugby at all levels and across uh, all parts of rugby. We we had a couple of people who kept women's rugby alive in in Tonga during a difficult period, which was like 2015 to 2019, and. We we were just building on the work that they did to put a, a decent committee together, you know, of committed people who wanted to get um get women's rugby up and running. We've we have a look across at Fiji and they've taken ten years to get to the stage where they have a very competitive international team, and we wanted to get to that stage and we had to start somewhere. Um, we've had a number of sevens competitions and we have a reasonable sevens team. We've had a couple of fifteens teams go away for one off or two off tests. But really, without an underpinning competition, it doesn't make much sense. So development manager here, Richie, has worked really hard with the women's development officer, who is a setter, and they've um, worked very hard to put a women's 15s competition together. At the moment, I think it's five teams at last count, um, and it's probably over two or three weeks, four weeks, and it will lead into a couple of international games against Samoa. But the, um, the fact that we've got it up and off the ground, I think, is... It's only going to open the floodgates um, for more teams to come on board. And once that happens, it's going to be up to us to get it organised and also make sure that, you know, they have appropriate coaching and medical and preparation as well. So there's obviously more than 170 islands in, in Tonga. How difficult is it logistically to to kind of organise a proper, fully national rugby competition? Uh, the, the Tongan rugby is divided into subunions, which are represented by the main island groups. You know, Awa, Hapai, um, Vavau, and Tonga Tapu. Tonga Tapu is the main island with probably seventy percent of the people, seventy-five percent of the people on it. Um, we've we've been engaging as much as we possibly can with the outer islands. We don't know about females, but in the male teams, especially Hapai and Vavau, have put together a lot of very very good players over the years. So they need to be on board. But uh, the rugby up there has been quite quite moribund, moribund for a while because of um, it's just been a lack of activity. So we're trying to kick it off again. So as far as the women go, it's going to be a while before everybody's represented. Eventually they will be, but at the moment it's mainly based in the main island, which is Tongatapu. You say it goes, we'll probably go for two or three weeks. Um, so, yeah, how's the competition actually shaping up and who are the top sides and any, any top players that are, are standing out? Um, you'd probably have to have to ask the women about that that particular about that. They started last weekend. We've had really bad rain up here, like tropical rain for a long time. So they had to search for field to get the first round off last weekend. I haven't actually talked to Richie about whether they're going to be able to get it another round off this weekend because it's been the rain has been terrible. Men's sevens competition has been called off for this weekend. The first weekend went off, and it was the, <laughs> the amount of enthusiasm and. Uh, and joy and vigour that they bring to the rugby 
uh, in Tonga on the female side, it's just phenomenal. So it did go off very, very well. It was highly competitive and um, shines a light on the future, I think. Yeah, I, I saw some photos. Uh, I guess it was from the same competition of uh, some very, very big puddles on the the field and lots of mud, but the, the women and girls participating um, very keenly. So, yeah, it looked very enjoyable. Now, last year's volcanic eruption has had ramifications literally across the globe in terms of extreme weather events and such. So not just in terms of this competition, but generally with rugby in Tonga, how did that affect the ability to get rugby competitions off the ground there over the last 12 months? Uh, there was no rugby um, for the first 10 months. Um, school sport was called off and they concentrated on exams because the first five months nobody was, and you know, we were on lockdown because we, we hadn't had uh, hadn't had COVID up till then. So <clears throat> once COVID came, we went into a pretty hard lockdown to try and control it. The health department had done an amazing job when, like, I think they were almost 100% vaccinated here. So the risk wasn't as great as in other countries. So they did a fantastic job. And um, we had five months lockdown. We came out of lockdown and um, they put together a very short three-week men's competition at the end of the year. We played a couple of games, under-20s games against Samoa, and they had some sevens competitions the week, weekend before Christmas. So it was all sort of uh, bunched up and shoved into the corner at the end of the year. But apart from that, it was just not possible to play. Now, Tonga is one of the countries that's part of the Oceania Rise rugby program that started last year where Pacific Rugby Unions get some Australian government funding um, to help provide women with more on and off field opportunities. So how's that program unfolded? Um, And has there been a, a concerted effort to get women into more leadership positions in rugby? Yeah, there has been. Uh, the the program's exceptional. I mean, we're, we're a country where, the, you know, like if you look at the top probably 30 or 40 countries in the world playing rugby, we're by far the smallest. Um, and over the last five years, we've had three major events, you know, two Category 5 cyclone, Category 3, plus the last year tsunami, etc. So the country's doing its best to recover from everything that's happened over the last five or six years. So there's, resources are pretty scarce. So those, um, that's been absolute gold for us up here to help us out. And um, we've got a couple of uh, – there's three positions here which we're uh, funded where women are funded into senior roles and, and that's going well. And I think, well, <laughs> for, for me personally, it helps our, our balance between the sexes in the office, so that's good. But also it's giving a couple of people here opportunities that where they wouldn't get otherwise. And, um, yeah, I think it's going well let alone the money that they've assisted us with to run competitions for women. Without that, it would be very, very difficult to get, you know, these, these standard bearer competitions up and running. 